Hey, this is Road Warrior Animal, and you're watching Jobber Jabber. Oh, what a rush. Whore, whore, whore. I mean, ho, ho, ho. It's Rusev Day. You're marking out when that happened, were you? I fucking was. Oh, my yeah. God. Were you stroking it? I was screaming at the TV. Yeah. So loud for Rusev Day. I was doing the Rusev chant. Yeah, I bet you were. I was uh, throwing my arms. I was throwing my arms around and shaking them just like he does. Did you have the lotion out? In a, in a napkin? Huh? Did you have a, a lotion and napkin too? Yes. <laughs> so how was your Christmas, Mr. Alvis? It was good. It was good. How was yours? Not bad. I uh Did I bring everything I traveled, you wanted. I traveled six hours to meet my mom halfway. She lives in Minnesota. I live in Michigan. We yep. met halfway. Uh pretty good, pretty good deal there. Beautiful. Beautiful. So I went over to my mom's and had some dinner and then came back here and hosted a little get together and then that was that. Nice, nice. And you you asked if I got everything I wanted, huh? Yes. Well, at my age, Elvis, we don't get nothing and we're okay with that. That's right. So it's all about the kiddos. Kids, as long as the kids have a good Christmas, that's all that matters to me. That's all that matters at all. All right, so let's get down to the nitty gritty. I missed you last week. Um, I know it. I had uh, Mr. Joseph Smith in there. Well, well, we know, and we know I had John Colgrove in there for a uh, table for free discussion. Well, well, Joseph is nowhere near as good as me. No, he was uh, actually quiet. There was a few times I had to pull him back into the conversation. Well, we'll just we'll just keep that between ourselves. We won't tell anybody. So. He's a he's a good he's a, he's a good pod he's a good pod. We didn't have a good oh yeah, I'm just messing with him. If he if he's listening, we're just messing with him. Yeah, we're just messing with him. We we love Joe. Joe's actually a good podster. He wants let's to come in sometime into the conversation with us. Well, hey, let's get this out of the way right now. Every show we have to do a Lee Bent shout out, so let's do it right now. The man. <laughs> we'll get that. That way, he doesn't have to listen to the whole podcast. We won't, we won't. He's a he's a he's a lucky he's a lucky skunk there with that fucking phone call from Alexa Blessing. Absolutely, uh, they Jesus. Were probably, they were probably exchanging uh, wiener selfies. <laughs> he was he was he's like oh yeah he's like I got Alexa Bliss and she video chatted me he's like I was like sweet did you happen to mention Jabber Jabber at all? Heck yeah. He's like, you know it, bro. I said, hell yeah, then. Speaking of guests, yeah. um, there's a strong possibility. I have two that are potentially lined up to come on for an interview. Yes, and that's big um, news. Tell them who it is, Elvis. What's that? Tell them who it is. It's big news. Well, the suspense is going to kill you, but I'll tell you right now. One of them is a nephew of the late great Dusty Rhodes. Absolutely. So you're talking a um, of Dusty. His, his, uh, he's grew, he's grown up in that household. He knows everything. He's willing to come on and talk about it. And he wants to, you know, talk about his career, his own career that he's got going on. And he's yeah. willing to come on and do a podcast. Is and uh, that's Austin Rhodes. 
Yes, and if you don't know who he is, look him up on Facebook, um, Facebook also, or uh, Google. Also, the cousin of Cody and Dustin. Yes, yes. Grew up in that very famous household. Um, so, you know, he's been around in the locker rooms. He knows some of the guys, and he, I'm sure he's got some stories to tell about uh, Cody and yeah, Dustin and Dusty and all that. So, it'll, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. It will. It will be fun. Um, I have him personally on Facebook. I added him. Because um, what happens is, you know, with the world of hurt, um, Shane Alden, you know, gets these guys on Facebook. And um, when he comes to the shows like um, Adam Rose and all these other guys that have been famous in the WWE for whatever time they were there. And I, I will go in and I will he'll tag them in something. So I'll go in and, you know, give them an ad or whatever. And uh, through the connections of different stars that I've added over the years, um, I found his name, and I added him, and uh, he's a genuinely good guy. He's a pro wrestler, just like his uncle. You know, he's fell right in the wrestling footsteps, and uh, I gave him a shout-out one day and said, hey, listen, we got this thing called Jabber Jabber. We want to do an interview with you, and... Uh, you know, if you're if you're down for it, he said, well, he said, absolutely. He said, let me know the time and the where and the when, and we'll get it done. That's a sweet deal. So so how's the audio on my end? Is it sound okay? Oh, you sound great. So see, see, we dabble. Every week we dabble, and we try and fine-tune this shit. And one of these yeah. days, you're right. No, you sound great, man. You sound great. Hey, I look great, too, but you guys can't tell because it's on radio. <laughs> You've got it. You've got the face that only a radio could love. Oh, dude, I got my thong on right now. I got my WWE thong with the Ultimate Warrior on the front. <laughs> so, anyway, um, anyways, our our second guest um, is a little um, well known in the Ring of Honor world. If you follow Ring of Honor, there is a man named Brian Malonis who is actively a ring of honor wrestler um and i reached out to him because i have him on facebook as well and i reached out to him and asked him about being on the podcast and he said absolutely he said it would be a pleasure for him to come on sometime and so chat it up so most of these guys have confirmed or possible they have actually confirmed i have confirmed 100 percent that they are willing to so let's do this elvis Come on, we just have to set the time and the date. And yes, let's put a, it all set. We're going to put a poll on Facebook and ask them who they want to hear first. Right. Okay, we'll do that. So, right. anyway, we have Royal Rumble coming up next, correct? Royal Rumble, yes. Well, first of all, we could probably talk about what's happened the last uh, the Christmas and the Christmas Eve shows. Um, yeah. With the McMahons taking over, I kind of like this. Um, I... Go ahead. Oh, they're, they're, they're looking uh, like they're trying to actually retain fans and maybe draw in a couple more. They, uh, you there? Yep. Okay. Yeah, they look like they're actually trying to. Uh, they they really are. Yeah, they, they really get this uh, back up. And, you know, I like what they're doing. I like it. Yeah, um, it's it's definitely a change of pace. It's a, it's a fresh thing. Um, I like the fact that they've gotten rid of the, you know, I kind of am okay with the fact that they've gotten rid of the general managers. I think having more than one person 
involved in in it like that, other than obviously McMahon is kind of um, a moot point because it's it's a useless position for a general manager if you're just going to have the McMahons control everything. Yeah. Um, Vince has been more active on camera lately. Mm-hmm. Um, Shane is Shane is getting more more active back, you know, in the ring and otherwise things like that. Um, Triple H and Stephanie have turned over a new leaf, and everything's about the fans. They are so, the fans are the authority now. So, what if you have these four McMahons? Well, I'm calling Triple H as a McMahon. Okay, right. Which one of those four do you think has the better? Um, better plan in mind and a better uh, TV presence. The one of those four, if you had to pick one, that can uh, turn this thing around and keep your attention at the same time without being repetitive. Which one do you think draws more attention out of those four? I I, I think to be honest with you, I think that um... – Shane McMahon draws the most attention. Well, you know, I was thinking as far as the most attention, I'm not really sure on that, but the one that people are going to be more interested in and think can do more for the company is Vince himself. Because first of all, he shows up less than the rest of them. And you know, his twisted mind has come up with so many ideas through the years that I really think his presence on TV would have the most effect. Right. I mean, the other guys are already on there. I mean, Vin, uh, Shane, Triple H, and uh, Stephanie. Vince doesn't show up very often anymore. And that is that true. Seems to be something pretty, uh, pretty good. So I think that would keep everybody's attention more than anybody else. That is that is true. Um, you know, being the fact that Vince's Vince's face hasn't been seen in a while. That you know, Triple H we see every week. Shane we see every week. Um, Stephanie, we is seen every week. I think the one face that really wasn't seen every week was Vince. And I mean, if you're an Attitude Era type of fan, which I am, um, Vince Vince was the staple of the WWE. He was everything. He was the glue that held everything together. Week after week after week, he was out there. You know, he was the face that everybody knew was like you don't cross the boss type of shit. Right, right, right. You know, that was his famous saying, don't cross the boss. And now Elvis, you and I are a little bit older. I'm a lot older, but we were all around with the attitude era and the things that drew people in. It makes me wonder, let's say like the the the, the younger generation that's watching wrestling, what do you right. think has kept their attention? Because they weren't around for that attitude era. Do you think they actually like what they've seen in the last 10 years, because I can't imagine becoming a fan in the last 10 years. The only reason I'm a fan is because of the attitude era. Absolutely. Well, I mean, I, for me, I grew up, um, I mean, what really locked me in as a wrestling fan was the attitude era. Um, one, of, one of the greatest, great, probably the greatest years of my life was the attitude era. Absolutely. As far as wrestling is concerned. Um, you know, I, I grew up watching guys like Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant from a younger perspective. Um, I started watching wrestling back in like when I was like four years old, back in like 1984, 85. And the first match I ever saw that really captivated my um, my thing, my attention was 
my what really caught my attention was Hulk Hogan versus Andre the Giant in a steel cage match on Saturday night's main event. <laughs> right. Well, that that was a bit before the Attitude Era, but I get your right. point. And but what I what I'm what I'm leading to is that you know for for a while there it started to go downhill as I started to get older it started to go downhill and then the Attitude Era hit and it was like instantly sucked me right back in as a wrestling fan and for forever that's why I don't without any doubt the attitude era is what saved wrestling for me I don't I don't see how younger people can be attitude era yeah I I don't I mean there there has to be some something I just don't understand like the whole um I I really don't understand how the fans are the fans today Wrestling with the product that has been given in the last 10 years, you're right. I think a lot of it is uh, on looks alone. A lot of them tune in to see, you know, the muscular guy or the hot woman, you know what I mean? Right. I, I don't think it's so much the storyline because we were drawn into the storyline. Yes. Anyway, let's get on to what's going on. Hey, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Heyman. What's that? <laughs> and you know, it's that Paul is such a uh, uh, he he is such a talented guy. He yeah, is. Um, he, we need to have a segment on here called "What's Up with That?" Every week, we'll do we'll do we'll do the "What's Up with That?" <laughs> um, yeah, Paul is such a talented guy. He puts over so many people in the ring. You know, as far as um. Mike skills and it was interesting because when I watched I watched on the WWE WWE network available for 9.99 to free for new subscribers put in promo ever um um anyways I watched AJ Styles the 365 on AJ Styles which chronicles AJ Styles over the last year in the WWE maybe in it they are they have um, Paul Heyman conducting an interview backstage. And Paul Heyman has nothing but praise for AJ Styles. And AJ's just like, yo, thank you. Thank you so much. Because, like, to be honest, like, a, a guy with Paul Heyman, Paul Heyman has a serious standing from ECW. Right. And for a guy like Paul Heyman to come out and say, hey, listen, this guy is a guy that you should respect. As a wrestler, right? Like Paul, Paul, there's no bull. There, there's no bullshit there with Paul. When Paul tells tells the camera that this is a guy that you can respect, you damn well better believe that Paul Heyman, that that person is a guy that you can respect. Because Paul Heyman is a serious dude when it comes to putting over people. He doesn't right. just put over anybody. And when Kayfabe comes around, he can play that character just as well. So, yes. yeah, yeah, we're talking about a good talent there. And anybody that's under his wing is usually climbing up the ladder. And if you and if, and if and if anybody that's listening right now does not know Paul Heyman, you need to go to Google and you need to search in ECW and tag Paul Heyman. Well, wait a minute. If anybody's listening that doesn't know Paul Heyman, I don't see why they'd be listening in the first place. Now, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman is a true talent at what he does. He's 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 obviously never been a wrestler, but he is a mouthpiece for wrestling, and he's a damn good one. 
So we had some uh, pretty decent matches on Monday and Tuesday. Uh, yeah, not bad. Mainly being your Rusev and uh, Nakamura match. Like we talked uh -huh. about earlier, you were on the edge of your seat just uh, yanking it for that one. Um, Rusev finally got put over like we've been talking about. Oh, it's, uh, it's about time. And did you hear the pop? The pop was oh. insane. They loved the match. They were cheering the match. This is awesome. Yeah. And they were like, this is awesome. There's so much. People were standing at, at some points. I mean, they both put in work. Shinsuke, Shinsuke still got his status. Now, do you think we're going to see a Rusev and Shinsuke um, feud? I, I believe so, yes. I believe that you'll, leading up to the Royal Rumble, I think it'll be a match that'll be thrown in for a rematch at the Royal Rumble um, with probably Rusev retaining and then Shinsuke. Will, I don't know where Shinsuke would go after this feud, to be honest with you. Right, right. Um, it could it could be one of them things where Shinsuke wins and then they do the rubber match at WrestleMania. Uh, right. They could carry it on that long. I don't see that. This could possibly be uh, a way to cut Shinsuke out of that mid-level card and move him up a bit. Right. Because, um, you know, there's always a possibility, too, with the McMahons running things. I mean, any at any point, you could have a superstar shakeup and you could send – you could send new talent over to um, from Raw to SmackDown exchange between Raw and SmackDown and NXT. Dude, anything um, can happen now. There's nothing. Any, anything can happen, and that's that's what this that's what the WWE needed. To be honest, they needed to shake it up to where you could literally have three all three pools to choose from as far as matches go. Right, right. So now the tradition with the Royal Rumble is the winner gets a title shot at WrestleMania. Correct. So what's your view on that? Obviously we know our truth is in it. We I want our truth to, I, I'm not even going to lie. I, I, I'd mark out, I would mark out if our truth won it. Oh, I would too. But I, I would absolutely just mark, mark the fuck out if our truth wins the Royal Rumble. But Elvis, do you think, I mean, realistically, I don't think it's going to happen. Right? Do you? Think I don't think he's. I don't think he's that over with the WWE to be honest to be be put out like that. But if it happens, I'm gonna mark the fuck out. The thing is, we're talking about a, a title shot at WrestleMania. There's no way our truth versus whoever should be a main event at WrestleMania. No, he just can't. No, absolutely not. But I mean, I would mark out too. I'd love it. I. But, I I've seen stranger things that happen, and I, I don't honestly believe that our truth is going to win. But I mean, from a comedy standpoint, I I, I would love it. I, I I wouldn't even be mad if it happened at WrestleMania, yeah. even if it was like even if it was like a co-main event. I I'd be okay with that. I I wouldn't even care if he had some type of spotlight at Mania because I honestly, our truth has been dog for years. Oh yeah, he 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 is. You know, he's wrestling wise. I don't really see a lot of skill. No, no, but it's character. Um, but long longevity and sacrifice, and um, you know, just the years that he's given, and the the years that he's just been kind of doing everything that they've told him to do, no matter how stupid they've made him look. Right. Um, I, I think he deserves something. Give his him, give him something. His character's awesome. I you gotta, you gotta give him something, and he's becoming more popular now. Right. Right. So. Well, let's get on that subject, though. 
think of the title holders now. Right. I think this might be Drew McIntyre's time. Drew Drew could definitely come up. I could see Drew winning the Rumble. Drew's a strong horse to win the Rumble. We can't have Braun winning it because we already talked about this before. Braun winning any chance at a title is dumb because he's going to get a title shot anyway. Right. Well, he's already got he's already guaranteed his title match at Royal Rumble with uh, Brock Lesnar. Right. Now, now what do you think about a Roman Reigns return at the Rumble? Oh, I think I, I honestly it would it would cause I, I, I think that there would be a huge pop. It would be a huge pop. Um, and hold that, on. But that would raise a lot of red flags. It would raise a lot of red flags about what we talked about it being uh uh K and not real. Right. The timing on that is way too quick. Way off. And too fast. But Wait, yeah. If by some chance he is in that rumble. You know, for one hundred percent fact, he's winning it. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. If he if he even attempts to come out at any point during that rumble, he he is winning the rumble. Right, but like you just said, that raises red flags. That means that this whole leukemia thing was bullshit, and that pisses right. me off. Right, and then that that makes the entire WWE look like fucking a joke. Looks makes him look like dirt, dude. That's nasty. But anyway, yeah, it it makes him. Look, it's going to make them look real screwed up with not only the fans, but you have two different cancer places that you work with. You have pediatric cancer, and you have the Susan G. Komen Foundation. Right, right, right. So, I mean, you're you're taking a you're running a real risk at pulling a kayfabe story, trying to pull a kayfabe story. Yeah, we we need to get off that because I hope it's not true. But I tell you what, if it does come out that it is true, that it's kayfabe, we're going to have one hell of a show to talk about after that. But anyway. Oh, absolutely, because things the wrestling world will never be the same. Who else is in that line to get that push? AJ? But I see, I think AJ is on that, that pedestal where he doesn't need to win a Rumble either to get a title shot. I, I, I think the issue is is that you have to break it down to the point of which show um, is going to really stand tall because obviously Raw is their flagship show, right? So I would lean more towards cutting off the entire SmackDown roster and just saying, okay, Raw roster is where it's at. You have right. to really comb through the Raw roster and see who's being pushed, who's being groomed for that. And I yeah. think at this point, I think you're right. I think Drew McIntyre is the strongest candidate for that groomsmanship to be pushed to the limit. Of course, there is also the um, the the Seth Rollins thing, but I think he'll be tied up with um, Dean. So I think that at this point, I think the only one strong enough to be groomed for that position is Drew McIntyre. Do you think this is a time... For one of the NXT call-ups, or do you think it's too early for them? Um, I, I I think it would be too too soon for the one of the NXT call-ups to win the Rumble. I mean, I wouldn't. Stranger things have happened, but there's mm-hmm. nobody there's nobody on the call-up list that really um that that really could be a strong push. I mean, Lars Sullivan is a monster type thing, but I, 
I don't see it. So, you know, they made these call-ups and everything uh, a month before the Royal Rumble. And the tradition of the Royal Rumble is the surprise, the element of surprise. Who's coming out next? I think the Rumble would have been a better platform to introduce these guys from NXT. Uh, However, I think they needed to draw attention before the Royal Rumble to get people to even watch the Royal Rumble. Right. I think what they need to do with the NXT call-ups, I think what they need to do is they need to start doing the previews like they've done with with Lars Sullivan. Right. But give different people different previews every week. Right. But see the different video clips every week. And then what you do, lead that up to the Royal Rumble, and then at the Rumble during different spots of the Rumble, all throughout the Rumble, you start bringing these people out. Right. But what I what Use I'm the getting, Rumble as the platform to get them launched into the main event. Right, right. The thing I'm getting at though is it's not a surprise because we know they're coming. Right. I'm talking about the total surprises. Like, holy shit, we didn't know he was coming up to the main roster. I think that would be more of a pop at that moment. But they have to draw that attention to the Royal Rumble in the first place. Right. So so, so I think I think what they should do I, again utilizing the fact that they're bringing up certain NXT stars. You bring up the lower-level NXT stars that you want to bring up, like, um, you know, like a, um, like a Velveteen Dream. You have right. a Velveteen Dream. You do a, vel- a video with Velveteen Dream, and he's okay at the Royal Rumble. You keep pushing him for the Royal Rumble. You keep pushing guys like him for the Royal Rumble. The guys are in the middle card of NXT. You push them for the Royal Rumble. Then when you get to the Royal Rumble, the big part of the Royal Rumble, then you break out the stars like, say, um, you know, Thomas Ciampa or um, uh, Aleister Black. Right. Like guys that haven't been announced yet. Right. That would be a good time. You keep them, you keep them, you keep them separated from the guys that have been announced. And then during the Rumble, you just make those special appearances. That way you're getting people to watch the Rumble because they're like, hey, these NXT guys are going to be at the Rumble. What part are they going to play? And then they start coming out there on the Rumble, and they're like, oh, yeah, yeah. And then out of nowhere, Aleister Black's team hits, and boom, he's in the Rumble. He's been exposed to the WWE universe. Now you can push him for a main roster run. Right. And you still you still manage to get the crowd, because now every year the crowd's going to be like, okay, what's going to happen at the Rumble? Who's going to come up? Who's going to come up? Who's going to be the big star coming up at the Rumble? That pushes the Rumble back into the spotlight as one of the main event pay-per-views of the year. Right, right. I got you. I got you. Well, you know, there's a part in this where we have to pay the bills. Yes. So, we want to thank Anchor. And uh, we're going to come right back right after this commercial. And then we are going to talk some more WWE. That's right. We'll be right back. We're back. And after that commercial, we are back. I'm sure they probably heard the same drone on commercial of me praising Anchor. Um, We're still pushing for those sponsors to come through. Yes, we are. But we'll get them because, hey, you know what? We have already, I checked the balance and we've already made 50 cents. Dude, we're penny ears. We are penny heirs. We're not millionaires yet. We're penny heirs. Yes. That's 25 cents a piece, you know. Holy shit. 
Anyway. Yes, anyway. Back so, to our conversation at hand. So we're going to put up a poll, like we said. Yes. Um, Austin Rhodes or the other guy? And Austin Rhodes or Brian Malonis? Who would you like to hear from first? You tell yeah. us who you want to hear, and we get them there. You're going to hear both of them. And then after we decide who's going to be on there, we'll give you guys a week to leave us comments about questions you want to ask. Yeah. And we'll throw them on there, and we'll mention your name, who it came from. So yeah, absolutely. We will take the, the top um, certain number of questions. I don't know if it'd be like the top. We don't want to bomb the guys. So let's say five. We'll take the top five. We'll take the top five best questions that you guys have. And we will ask them personally. And we will mention your name directly and say, hey, this is where this question came from. This guy or this gal wants to know this. And limit it to one question each. Don't give us a list of 10 questions. So one question each. All right, let's get back to well, the news at hand. Right. Um, you know, with the Royal Rumble pay-per-view, it's a bit different than other pay-per-views because you can say, oh, this happened and this happened on Raw and SmackDown leading up. But there's not a lot of separate individual matches to talk about feuds. It's all about that 30-man Royal Rumble. Right. So, I mean, we can touch on a few things, but uh, are there any main feuds going on? Um, uh, well, we got Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy, Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe. That's a good one. And there's no title on the line. No, this is just a straight up brawl. Yes. And what how do you how do you feel about that? You think that's something that can keep going? Um, I I think it has potential. I think it's still building up. I think Samoa Joe is uh really pushing himself with these promos. They're great. I love them. Um, Exactly. The WWE is starting to really push the envelope a little bit with the things that they've been utilizing. I mean, obviously talking about Jeff Hardy's drinking problems um, in the past. So I think that's a great um, way for Jeff to be able to, you know, openly talk about it himself. And um, I, I, I think it's great that the WWE is willing to let these guys go. Right. Um, that could be a, that's, that's going to be a strong feud that could, bust open i mean they you're talking jeff hardy who's a weapons man and then samoa joe who's just a brute bear yeah you know it's tough to carry on a feud when there's nothing on the line no title no uh you know specific match type it's kind of hard to carry those on and keep people interested but this is one of those matches that can do it because they're total opposite right absolutely And, and and samoa joe is kind of like you know, he, he's kind of like my boy Kevin Owens. You know, he's got size, but he can move. He knows how to, um, you know, he, he can really put on, a, put on a match for a guy his size. Right. Now, now last year in the Women's Royal Rumble, uh, Asuka won, correct? Yes. And that didn't lead to a whole lot of shit, did it? <laughs> like, Who, absolutely fucking nowhere. Well, Who I mean, stands out this year? She... It, it took her a year, but she got the, she got the women's championship thanks to Ronda Rousey. But right, right. So who stands out this year? Oh, God. let me tell you what I think right off the bat. Oscar's a champ. I don't want Charlotte or Becky. I'm sorry. I I love them, but I want somebody. I want somebody new. I want a fresh face. I want Ember Moon. Ember Moon. Well, I mean, if you do it that way, then you have to, then you have to, um, 
you have to you have to give the nod of both rumbles to the Raw side because right you you completely eliminate SmackDown from the Royal Rumble at all right right because yeah, they're going to have Matt on but they they need they need to push some they they need a spot to push somebody in one of the Royal Rumbles and if they have a bad showing at SmackDown or if SmackDown has a bad showing at the Royal Rumble and they they did lose both rumbles nobody from smackdown wins either rumble that's gonna leave a really bad taste in their ratings you know what i think at this point smackdown is beating raw in the ratings i think i i, I think you're right i absolutely so agree. wins both of those i think that actually does good for the business well it does good for raw smackdown already has the higher draw but oh Raw's catching up. They got to do something big. I think having Raw win both of them would actually do them some good, if you think of it that way. Well, yeah, I mean, it would it would definitely do Raw some good. I mean, SmackDown it couldn't hurt, but at the same token, it put well. I guess that's true because it would put added pressure on to SmackDown Live. Right, well. right. That's a draw. Both that's of the main events. What? Oh, what are they going to do on SmackDown now to catch back up to Raw? You know what I'm saying? Right. So you can look at it different ways. Either either way, I I just don't that I I don't foresee like the problem is going to be that Raw really has the bet the better of the um the male talent because you don't have a lot of people vying for the title on SmackDown. There's no real big feud that stands out. I mean, you have AJ Styles right now still fighting for his opportunity for the title again, but nobody else really stands out. No. Um, Royal Rumble wise, Raw has all the strongest male competitors. Um, I think that's and, fine. They're trying to get the, them ratings up, man. Right, and the, and then the women, obviously, um, the the Raw women's with Ronda Rousey being the Raw women's championship. Obviously, it has to be, in my opinion, a Raw per, a Raw woman to win it because they need a really good feud at WrestleMania. And I think you're right. I think Ember Moon would be an absolute fantastic choice to win the WWE Women's Royal Rumble. Right, right. And you know what I noticed, too, lately, is the last couple weeks, um, well, first of all, since we started podcast, we've always talked about finishing moves, how they're not even finishing moves anymore. You have to do five, six of them, whatever. The last weeks, they've been actually using finishers as finishers in a lot of matches. I mean that 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 um that uh the freaking move that Ember has that finisher that Ember has that, is, that made me draw my attention to that was when she hits that she don't have to hit three or four of them that's an actual finishing move how it should be and she hit that so well on um Alicia Fox and Alicia Fox did great this week in selling that because that looked beautiful. When she did that, I was impressed. I was like, wow, that was nice. Nicely done. Nicely sold. There was, I mean, you couldn't have asked for a more picture-perfect moment than that moment right there. And Alicia Fox usually sucks. And Alicia Fox sucks at selling. Oh, but she <laughs> sold that like You know what time it is? <laughs> Shout out to Lee Benz again. Lee Benz? Lee. Super fan. I had to get that out of the way. I just wanted to do the. Bah, 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 bah. There you go. We're gonna do that every time we shout out Lee Vent, Lee Lee Bents. You just you just be like, oh, you know what time it is? Bah, bah. 
It's What's up defense with time. What's up with that? What's up with that? Right. Shout out to Lee, man. Thanks for listening, dude. You listen every week. We appreciate it. You send us messages. You're awesome, dude. Please. All right. What do you want to talk about now? Oh, what do we talk about now? Well, there's let's see who else is coming. Who else is coming up? Um, we have Lars Sullivan, Nikki Cross is is on the list. I'm waiting for that. I love Nikki Cross. Where where do they go though? That's what we want to talk about. Where do they go? Let's see yeah. who's let's see who's coming up and see if we can predict where they're going. Do you think Nikki's going to go with Sanity? See, I was thinking, I was thinking about that, but I don't want her to go with Sanity. I don't want her to get squashed down again as a follower of Sanity. I want her to do her own thing. I don't want her with Sanity. I kind of want her to go to Raw. I want to see her and Ruby Riot go at it. I Absolutely. Feud. I want to see her go to Raw. I don't care where she goes. I love her. I love Nikki Cross. Nikki is the best. She is. And speaking of that, I noticed we were, when I was watching uh, SmackDown and Raw, I was going to bring up on the next podcast of what happened to a lot of these teams and wrestlers that you don't see anymore. And you know what? They brought them all out. They brought out uh, Sanity, for one. Right. Uh, Anderson and uh, Gallows. Gallows right. That was a surprise. And I was going to ask, hey, where have they been? Um and that's great. I love the fact that they brought up Gallus and Anderson again. I mean, that's that's great. Who who else? There was quite a few. Oh, um, the revival. The revival uh, has also been. The revival. Um, did they win or no? They lost, right? They lost. They were in a a four way match or some crap like that. But you know what I was thinking though is these guys. We we always say, hey, how come these guys aren't on TV? Yada yada yada. But you notice it was Christmas. It right. makes me wonder if all the big name players wanted Christmas off, so these guys got the TV time. <laughs> yeah, I guess you'll have to. We'll make you tune in for the next couple of weeks to find out once the holiday season's over. You know, see who gets to push again? I wouldn't doubt it if that was the case. Because <laughs> I mean, the Usos were kind of like, bah. Let's get Gallows and Anderson, the Revival, and all those other chumps in here. They can fill in. They'll work on the holiday. Yeah. And the new day, of course, they're sitting. They're sitting at sidelines commentating. I think they should make that a regular thing. You know, the new day, the Usos, and the Bar. Did I, you see? I, God, Go dude, they just keep pounding those three teams in our head. Oh, oh, boy. did you see? Did you see Big E though? Oh, he was all greased up and looking. When he came out with the oil, and he kept trying to grab Corey's hand, and he kept trying to like have Corey. There's kids, there's kids like, watching the show. Yeah, there's kids watching the show. <laughs> yeah, he was greased up and sexy looking, dude. Yeah. So let's talk about this. Let's talk about these call-ups real quick. Yeah. Um, Lars Sullivan. I not think he's raw. Not ready. He's a he he's not ready, but the fact that they're gonna call him up, and I think that maybe that they're they it's weird. <laughs> It's interesting because they um, they mentioned that they were going to they pushed him so hard for the Royal Rumble, right? Just never showed. Well, Vince likes big sweaty men, dude. <laughs> so if you're big and you're sweaty and you're a muscular man, you're gonna make it in the WWE. Vince has a thing for them, you know. Yeah. 
So I, I just don't know when they're when they're gonna push him, but I think that when they do, I think he's going to Raw. Probably. <laughs> I'm waiting for Adam Cole, baby. Now, how about Lacey Evans? She's nice. Where did where does she where where's her best fit? I wouldn't kick her out of my bed. <laughs> um, um, with the women, I don't mean to sound sexist or anything, but it doesn't really matter. I I think personally, I think she should. I think she'll end up on SmackDown. Maybe she would so. fit better on there because I think that would be. I think her and Charlotte would make a good feud. But do we know the women wrestlers so well outside of the top five or six wrestlers that we can say this one will fit there, this one will fit there? I don't know if we're at that point where we know them that well yet. Right. All there is is those top six women, you know, seven women that they put week after week after week. Right. So, you know, we'd have to see more uh, more in-ring action, I guess, before I could say that. Um, then you have EC3. That's a great one. Um, which he's obviously coming over from TNA. Um, uh, I don't see him being a big raw guy. No, but you know what we have there? We have a, a half of a rock. He's good on the mic. He's and, not a rock, yeah. but he's on the mic. Yeah. And we like that. He is good. Um, oh, and then we have your tag team coming up. My tag team? Heavy Machinery. Oh, yeah, the bowling ball. <laughs> Human bowling ball, baby. That guy is rock solid, but a perfect circle, dude. <laughs> oh, oh, he is so... No. He but is you, like... He is like them. a real-life Frosty the Snowman. Yeah, no shit. You're not going to put them with the Usos, the bars, the... Where do you put them? You gotta put them on. You gotta put them on Raw. They need to break up the Usos, the New Day, and the Bar. They need to. Don't you think? Um, I can see them. I well, I I wouldn't say the Usos. I I would say the Bar, and I would agree with the Bar. And um, um, no, no, I don't. Hey, I don't mean splitting them up as a tag team. I mean splitting them three up. From competing against each other all the time. Oh yeah, 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 definitely. And that's a, they definitely need a better, uh, more of a tag team push of putting them, putting them against each other. They can't keep running the same teams against the same team. I don't see, you know. Then you will run the tag team division just dry. As far as you know, you were you were naming guys that you could split up as a tag team, and you know what, the bar would be a good one for that. The Usos you can't split up. You're right. By no means. Well, Jimmy. Jimmy is way better than Jay, to be honest with you. And um, I think that if you split them up, I think Jay would get lost in the shuffle and Jimmy would thrive. I think a New Day breakup would actually be kind of good. And I'd like to see a feud between the three of them. Now, that would be interesting. Yeah, that would be interesting. Maybe have like Kofi or Xavier and Big E fighting against each other and then Kofi and Xavier maybe. You know, it's been so long. Since I seen Cesaro and Sheamus on their own, I forgot how they were as individual wrestlers. Um, to be honest with you, um, well, I could see Big E in the main event picture. They tried yeah. that at one point. I think they were thinking that because they had him in that gauntlet match. Kofi, Kofi is intercontinental worthy. 
Xavier, I would say U.S. title at the most, at best. Yeah, yeah, he's probably better at showing his wiener on uh, whatever that is. That suit was phenomenal, though. That suit and them shades. Them wow. shades were great. I love them shades. I want a pair of them. Hey, hey what what about uh, the Bludgeon Brothers? Um. Yeah, we haven't seen too much of them. Um, they got to be putting that picture when they come back. They they definitely have to be thrown into that tag team picture. It just seems like one that the one show is saturated and the other one doesn't have nothing. Yeah. They they need to even it out. They need to balance it out a little bit more. I think I think both teams I think right now are stacking with tag teams. Uh, you know, well, I mean I mean for the most, well, SmackDown kind of needs more tag teams. They need fresh tag teams is the problem. Right. They need fresh tag teams because they need somebody to replace um, the bar. They they need to get rid of the bar. The bar just needs to stop. It's not, it, it's like they're good together, but they're not that, like, it's their matches. Yeah. Like they can hold their own against different teams. Now, those guys were put together. They aren't a natural tag team. Right. You understand? They were put together after they came into the WWE. So, you know, a good question I'd like to, I was thinking of as you were talking, let's think of uh, natural tag teams. Tag teams that are traditionally known to uh, be a tag team and didn't, weren't put together by the WWE, okay? Picture those right. for a minute. Uh, out of those, which ones do you think were the most successful after breaking up? Because a lot of them, they break those teams up and they don't do very well, right? So right. Let, let's say the Usos, and you said Jimmy would be better or whatever. I'm thinking in my head, I'm thinking Edge and Christian. Look how that went. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Phenomenal. Well, I mean, Edge and Christian were technically thrown together too. Not really, dude. When they came in... Well, well, they start uh, the Undertaker's clan, right? So, you know, but they're traditionally known as a tag team. That's how they started. The Hardy Boys. The Not Hardy Boys. That that would be my pick to be. Well, no, I would say the most sex. Now, are we talking the most successful WWE? Are we talking the most successful yeah, guys that came in traditionally, like let's say the Rock and Roll Express? Traditional tag teams that were came in and you really didn't know them as individuals. You only knew them as a tag team. You get what I'm saying? Right. I mean, there are so oh. many. You have the Rockers. The Rockers, yes. The Genetti. Heart Foundation. The Heart Foundation. The Legion of Doom. Yep, yep. See, and those are the guys I'm talking about. Those guys all came in and everybody knew them as the tag team they were, not the individual person they were. Right. And... And which ones were successful after they split up? The Hardy Boys, naturally. As a Christian. Um, right, obviously. And, and, it, and it's funny because some of them became, you know, more popular. If you start looking at it that way, um, you have you had the Rockers with Shawn Michaels, Martin and Eddie. Shawn Michaels became popular. Yeah. He kind of flopped. Absolutely. You have um, the Hardy Boys where Matt Hardy flopped and Jeff Hardy became an instant hit. Right, right. Um and you know that's traditionally what happens when those teams break up. Both of them don't go on. I think that's part of the reason why they do break those guys up because they see the talent in one of those guys, and they right. got to go away. 
Right, they got to get him away from the person who's not so talented. Yeah, because there's always that one guy out of that pair that just goes right down the tubes. Looking at it currently, I would say that Cesaro is the is the big build. Yep, yep. Um, big E is the big build. Right. Um, Jimmy Uso is the big build. Right. I think so, Luke Harper would be the big build. Yeah, now look at... Look at like, um, let's say, um, AOP. I'm going to make it hard on you. Is there either one of those guys that sticks out? The Revival. Do you think um, any, one of those guys? I think, well, Revival, I would say Scott Dawson. Maybe, maybe. Um, and then for AOP, I would say Razor. Yeah, but the thing is, you can't really tell them apart. But you can't, yeah. And, and you can't really, I mean, that's a, the AOP is a good one because AOP is, they're both really, really good. They remind me of Animal and Hawk. Right. In the, in the aspect that you have two very strong, very talented, talented, very strong, talented wrestlers that can do a match on their own if need be. Right, right. Now, let's say you have the clones. <laughs> what do you do with that? Those are a team that I think both of them suck individually, but together they were decent. I think the only happening that you would be able to have is if you kept them together. Right. There's been a lot of Kai and Ty. Who the hell were they? But when they wrestled together, they did all right. You know, and I was just talking about this earlier um, the, with the whole thing with Rusev. Uh-huh. It, it goes to show you that, like, Aiden English. Aiden English has been absolutely nowhere since breaking off of Rusev. Yeah, and he... Straight he's down the tubes. Nobody. He's nobody without that other guy. Some of those guys, like the Colognes, like you just mentioned, rely on that other person so much that once they're cut off, they go uh-huh. straight down the tubes. Now, look at another guy like Heath Slater. Heath Slater is the better of the two, no matter who they put him with. But he's like the opposite. Right, and and they had to bring they had to bring Rhino back because without Rhino, there's no Heath Slater. It's exactly, like the clones. It's like the clones all over again. But see, I all love them suck, but they need each other. I love Heath Slater. I think he's great, but he has to have a tag team partner. Yeah, exactly. He he has to be in a tag team because he can't do it on his own. It's right. like it's like you know the clones. Heath Slater and Aiden English put them together. What do you think? Oh God. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> that would be the funniest shit ever. Hey, speaking of tag teams, Bobby Roode and Chad Gable, how do you like how they're working together? I'm telling you, at first I was kind of like, uh, yeah, that's how I was. I was they, they're impressing me week after week. They're holding their own, man. Hey, Chad Gable is a beast, dude. Chad Gable is very impressive. I will give him that. They, they have both been very impressive in the singles thing. I was kind of weirded out by the fact that they were throwing them together, but now I'm just like, hey, this is working for them. They're, they're forming. Think, they're doing it. You change Chad Gable's name. Yeah. Uh, make him like a, a one-word name or something like, you know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, I don't like the It sounds too – he's too tough to have a name like Chad Gable, if that makes any sense. Right. So, I don't know. I'm, I'm just, if anybody listening knows what I'm talking about, send me a message. I think 
needed a change. Or a lot of times, wrestlers need a music change. A music yeah, change. well, I mean, he doesn't even have his own music now. He comes out to Bobby Roode's music. Yep, yep. Like, and he's got the same he's got the same tights as Bobby Roode with the little diamond studs on them. Yeah, Becky, Becky, yo, yeah, that was pretty nice. Your song. Yeah, Becky needs to change her song. Um, Dean needs to get rid of those stupid ass sirens. Throwing the sirens behind his entrance music is absolutely ridiculous. I know. I know. It's so annoying every week. I, I mute my TV every time he comes out now. So just because I don't want to listen to ten minutes of sirens. Right, right, right. So we've been talking for almost an hour, and what have we covered? Absolutely nothing. That's the great thing about this show. <laughs> but it was fun. It was yeah, fun. Yeah, it was. And there's, you know, and it's hard because in between pay-per-views, there's really not a lot. I mean, there's a lot to cover, but unless something big and exciting happens. Oh, speaking of big and exciting. Ha! <laughs> Giggity. Vince McMahon himself, the Santa Claus that he is, mm-hmm. has officially done it. Oh, did it. 2019, the WWE Universe will finally get to see the first ever, well, not the first ever, but the more recent um, WWE Women's Tag Team Champions. Yes, we've been talking about that for months. Vince said it, it's going to happen. Good. We um, need who? Uh, who? Who's your bet? Who's your horse team to go on to the finals and win? Now the thing with that is, a lot of these teams are put together. Not a lot of them aren't natural tag teams, right? I think the top three tag teams that you have right now, Riot Squad, has got to be in there. Riot Squad. Um. Naya and Tamina. Huh? Naya and Tamina. Naya and Tamina, yeah. Um, Sasha and Bailey. Sasha and Bailey, obviously, Charlotte yeah. Charlotte and Becky. Charlotte and Becky. Which, um, if they push Charlotte and Becky as a tag team, this could flip Becky back to being a face, or it could flip Charlotte to being a heel, mm-hmm. which they need. They need a, they need a good heel. And I think Becky as a heel and Charlotte as a going back to a heel would be great. Um... That could potentially that could potentially sh- it shake up the entire women's championship scene. Oh, absolutely! Hey, uh, let's say let's say they take the Raw Women's Champion and the SmackDown Women's Champion and make them a tag team, okay? Mm-hmm. And then spin the tag team belts, so those same two women would have all the belts. <laughs> oh, you don't like that idea? No, I'm not a big fan of that. Um, I, I, think, I, I think it would be great if they could form a tag team. Um, you know, I, I, I just think that what they need, I think it's great that, like, what they really need to do is they need to form Charlotte and Becky just to get them out of the the championship picture for a while and let some other let some other up-and-comers come up. You know what I mean? Right, right. You you gotta really um, I I think that at the most you're only gonna see probably and what's good what's gonna be sad is that you've got so many women, but can you I mean other than those four tag teams I mean who else could be 
who else, who else could be could be formed? Because I don't really see any more than those four tag teams. And after a while, that'll get stale seeing the same two tag teams fight every week on the same show. Right, right. Right. Yeah, because, I, I get you. Because if because if you if you get realistically, the tag team division is great. But as I'm thinking about it now, I mean, you realistically only have four strong women's tag team. Right. So now you've got those two. You've got two tag teams. You could take them to one show: the Riot Squad and um, Tamina and Naya. Right. And then on the opposite side, you have you could probably send Sasha and Bailey over to SmackDown and uh-huh. have them going up against the Queen. Or do you just have everybody competing and you leave the women's tag team as a um, floater between both shows? Right, right. Then you would have more options because then you could form new tag teams and try to keep switching it up a little bit every once in a while. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, that's something we can uh, yak about next podcast. Um, if you want to reach us on Twitter, it's at Porky's Boys. Uh, my personal Twitter is, uh, what is it, Elvis? Oh. At the number two. At the number two, the word tooth one. Elvis's is at Rockstar 49er. Um, our P.O. Box is 773 Bay City, Michigan, 48708. If you want to send us any dirty underwear or use condoms. And um, you can hear us on just about any podcast app, man. It doesn't matter. Absolutely. And as always, we have Teespring. Teespring with our cool-ass new design with wall tapestries, posters, stickers, iPhone, uh, um, the other phone case, um, iPhone and what is it called? Android, yeah. um, and all that other good stuff, man. Check us out. Thanks for listening. Go to Facebook. Check out the polls. And what do we say at the end of every show, Elvis? What do we say? Don't tap out.